Tonight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, what do we got going on, Jeff? Well, Marvel's one-shots are likely to return online. You haven't seen those in a while. Uh, the Russo's brothers divulged a little bit, a little blurb about Civil War's post-credit scenes. And uh, if you're lucky, you could spend a day with Star-Lord thanks Ooh. to a contest from Omaze. Sweet, man. Plus, we'll be covering, after our spoiler alert, uh, the new episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Parting Shot. Uh, I say we get started. Let's right. do this. Right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. All right. What's going on, Jeff? Man, there's news and there's things. And throw, us at, throw some news at me, man. Man, I'm going to just, you don't need my laptop in your face. So I'm just going to tell you the news. <laughs> That'll work. I'll too. throw it with my words. Please, please throw them. Spit some news. <laughs> so you remember uh, last week or the week before we talked about the rumor that Finn Jones, heavily rumored, like corroborated by a lot, Finn Jones was was uh, rumored to be Iron Fist. Yeah, confirmed this week by Marvel. Sweet, awesome. Uh, also, also this past week we had Daredevil happen. But at the end yes. of that, I think a lot of our listeners might already know that, based since we've dropped so many Daredevil episodes up till now. Right. Let's let's face it. That's the biggest news this week. It is that Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast is doing Daredevil episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not Daredevil itself. That's the news. Is that we're talking about it? The big news is that we're talking about it. Right. You guys should all listen to all the episodes. At the end of all of that, though, Netflix has kind of snuck in this little snippet, this uh, this first Luke Cage teaser. Ooh. Yeah, man. First suit cage teaser. And he talks about how he's tired of having to always buy new clothes. <laughs> I love Because people were shooting at him. Yeah, it's uh, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, in case you want to see this uh, teaser yourself. But it's basically him in what looks like a prison outfit. No, no, no. No, okay. That was the street clothes. All right. He was in a jacket. Well, he gets shot up by a bunch of dudes. It looked like he was in a... Uh, like a, a gym, a boxing gym. Okay. Which was odd. I was like, that's very Daredevil. Yeah, the, the, the whole thing looked a little odd. Um, but he gets shot up and then says, I'm getting real tired of having to buy new clothes. <laughs> he also says, I guess you guys hadn't heard about me. And then they shoot at him. Yeah. Pretty and then great. he throws a guy through a window. And, like he does, because yeah. that's what he does. And then they, they show the logo, which looks awesome. It's got that like real chunky, like strong Luke Cage feel to the logo. Yeah, it feels like a Luke Cage comic. Yeah. And and they they give like a like an old school hip hop feel to it with the music, which I'm digging. Yeah. I'm digging absolutely, a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like this other this other Luke Cage news is what's got me more excited than any other news this week. What other Luke Cage news? Uh, that would be that Paul McGugan, Gugan, Paul McGugan, uh, directed the first two episodes of Luke Cage. Oh, you mean Paul McGugan, the guy who directed four episodes of the Sherlock series? I, that's the one I mean. That guy. Uh, Sherlock is so good. Yes, it is. Holy crap. Sherlock is so, so, so good. And so, uh, I mean, there's only been nine, ten episodes now, I think, total in existence for Sherlock. No, there were two seasons that were three episodes and one season that was six. So there's like 13 episodes total of that show after four seasons or something like that. Three seasons. Three seasons and then one special. Yeah. Uh, I was including, I was, I was kind of counting it as a season for some reason. Um, but yeah, so there's like 12 or 13 episodes of this show. Uh, and it's an amazing show. And he directed four of them. So yeah, yeah. I am He directed down. a very large portion of that of that universe, of that fandom. There might be a bad episode of Sherlock, but there's definitely not four. <laughs> well, he Show also so directed good. like some of the better ones. Like He directed the one that had Irene Adler in it. I like that episode a lot. And I'm fairly certain he directed the first one. I'm not Oh, really? The on first that. one is, is uh, an accomplishment. It's so good. Hold on. The first one was a study in pink, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's just, if you guys have not seen Sherlock, it is... Uh, one of one of the best TV series I've ever seen. Uh, the Sherlock character is just amazing. Watson's great, and, and it's what made Benedict Cumberbatch famous. So, if you like him, Benedict Cumberbatch, you mean the guy who's going to be Doctor Strange? That is correct. I wonder, I wonder if we'll have any sort of connection. You know, um, we're already talking about the Defenders being street level, and the Defenders originally had Doctor Strange in it. I wonder if. Uh, 
old friend Benedict Cumberbatch of Paul <laughs> McGugan might make an appearance. Uh, that would be awesome. That would be really awesome. And it, and it would line up about time-wise when Doctor Strange release, I believe. Uh, Doctor Strange comes out in November. Of this year. Of this year. And isn't that about when we saw Luke Cage was coming out? September 30th is when Luke Cage is coming Still, out. Still, that could be perfect. Could be. Slide in there, just say hey. But there was also... Hey, um, I'm Doctor Strange. Jessica Jones Season 2 had that that little uh, poster said Luke Cage, November. Yeah, so it, I'm just saying... That's lining up. That's lining up, and we have... This is just one more piece of evidence that we might get a Doctor Strange appearance in the Defenders to me because you've got Benedict Cumberbatch who has worked with this guy at least on at least four episodes of Sherlock, which that's cool. Okay, so Paul McGugan did do a study in pink. Oh, that's really cool. That that means not only did he uh, direct a couple of episodes of Sherlock, but he established the Sherlock universe. Yeah. He is the guy. um, I've actually heard about – someone was talking about – first-time directors of series, and I don't know if this is as much in the UK as it is in America, but apparently if you are the first-time director of a series, like you do pilots, yeah. you make a ton of money because you ast- they, 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 they do some sort of thing where like, if you do the pilot, you get credit on how that show is shot forever. Like It's, it's, it's interesting uh, huh. because you establish the, the whole like, tone of the show or something. Uh, he also did The Great Game, which was episode three of the first season. Cool. Oh, that's a good episode. I'm sure you remember all of them. I do remember that one. <laughs> that's the one where you first meet Moriarty in by the pool. And uh, I probably don't remember many from the season two and three though. And he did he did a scandal in Belgravia. That was uh, that was the Irene Adler episode. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah. So yeah, he's done he's done great work on that show. Yeah. He's done fantastic things. So I'm really looking forward to his first two episodes or the first two episodes of Luke Cage being his. That's that's a step. that's mm. yeah. That I'm will look forward to that. <laughs> that will establish an awesome tone. And um like I don't it's not necessarily like incredibly confirmed, but like when they when the Luke Cage Twitter page posted about September 30th, he retweeted that and said, I may have done the, or I may have directed the first two episodes of this, you know, it's pretty I mean, that's, that's pretty much confirmation. Stop playing so coil, Paul McGugan. Right. We know. I don't know if I'm saying your name right. It's oh. fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I thought this news about Hawkeye was interesting this week. Hawkeye? You mean where Jeremy Renner said that he would love to do a Hawkeye Netflix series? Yeah. Especially in the middle of our Daredevil watch. I was like, he would fit in. I mean, I don't even know if they... What do you think? What do you think of, of a Hawkeye Netflix series? I mean, in the interview, he thought... Or he was saying that it's not up to him. He would love to do it, but sure. it's not up to him. And that uh, your your real two options as far as like big stuff right now is either doing a character-driven Netflix series or a big spectacle superhero movie. Right. And he hasn't really had any strong focus movie on him at all other than like Age of Ultron where that was that one little extra storyline that made almost no sense. A little bit of focus on him. Yeah, there's been barely any focus on him. So we could, like if he were to transfer into a Netflix series, we could get to know Hawkeye and get his backstory and, and they could, I mean, there could be a chance to do like uh, Netflix series of the Matt Fraction run on Hawkeye, which was like award-winning. Cool. So that would be like incredible to see. But I don't know. Like I, he's in the movies, it would be hard to transition him into that since TV and and Marvel films are a little bit on the separate side right now. I really hope they can they can be friends again. <laughs> not that they're. I mean, it's not it's not like they're separate entities, but. In a way, they can, they're like, being they run can by reference each other, yeah, and they can make cameos. It's just not like they can just walk back and forth between them, though. I don't understand why. I just they need to they need to rectify that. Just Ike Perlmutter needs to get why out. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Because um, of Ike Perlmutter, he's a real big dick. <laughs> Sorry about that. But Sorry about that. He is currently over our television division. Yeah, yes. So and and you know they're doing a great job. So. I'm just I'm glad that Jeff Loeb is still running it. Yeah. Jeff Loeb's doing great, awesome. great things. Man, um, the, 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 if if you guys haven't heard us talk about the Daredevil series yet, because I know some people haven't gotten to catch it yet, we're doing an episode every day for 13, 14 days until we finish up this uh, 
this uh, Netflix series, and it is just incredible. Just yeah. incredible. Yeah. We're about halfway through so far, and yep. wow. Just I'm excited to watch more of it. My goodness. Very excited. You know what else is really exciting? What's that? The Russo brothers recently have said that they are trying to find a way to get the Marvel one-shots back. Ooh. Because we haven't seen any one-shots uh, since All Hail the King dropped on uh, Thor of the Dark World. We Blu-ray. pretty much stopped getting one-shots when they started Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Kind of, yeah. That kind of became the new one-shots. <laughs> uh, which, you know, that's fine. I mean, that's more content than we were getting before. But I love the one-shots. It's almost like now that they're separate companies almost, they're trying to find a way... Like, but we want to have be connected to smaller stories. You are connected to smaller stories. <laughs> you spawned this one. Yeah. And it's but, doing its own thing now. And it's spawning more by itself. But I understand. I understand where they're coming from. And I'd love to see a Netflix. And didn't they say in preparation for uh, Infinity War? Yeah, it's to expand on the story of Infinity War. Uh, the, the question was, like, are we going to see one-shots come back? And they were saying that they're not looking at doing them on the DVDs anymore uh, just because there's been the big push to digital content. Right. Um, everything is, you know, everybody gets, like, uh, iTunes or Google Play or, you know, Amazon Prime or whatever. They get a digital version of it, and then that's it. So they want to deliver this, this extra story, this extra content through the web. Since everything's online, they're talking with Google and YouTube right now uh, and trying to find ways to deliver that content through YouTube so that they can tell more of the story. That's awesome. And having like having big production like that YouTube videos yeah. would be incredible. It really would. I wonder if it would be free. Because YouTube's kind of synonymous with free, but I know they're trying more and more to get into the paid content side. Um with YouTube Red or whatever it is. Yeah, it's YouTube Red. Um, so I wonder if you... <laughs> I've had the Google Play All Access Pass for a while, and it like whenever YouTube Red came out, I automatically got it, so I haven't really <laughs> noticed a difference. Ah, uh, that would be a really, really big uh, thing for YouTube Red. Yeah. If, if, if they were like, the only way to watch these one-shots yeah, with the Marvel Exclusive Tomatoes, Marvel content. Exclusive Infinity War content. <laughs> On YouTube Red. I'm pissed off that I have to pay $5.99 to watch the Star Trek series next year, um, <laughs> which I have to. I don't have a decision in the, in the matter. I mean, I get that a lot of people have decisions out there and still maintain their free will, but I don't have a decision in this. I have to watch the new Star Trek series. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be paying $5.99. Uh, but, man, if we've got to pay an extra whatever, what, I don't even know how much it is, 5 bucks a month or something to get... YouTube Red? Um, I'm not sure how much just YouTube Red is. I know that Google Play, for me, the Google Play All Access Pass is uh, $10.59 with tax. What does that do for you? I get to listen to all of the music ever. Okay. Oh, okay, so it's like a Spotify type thing. But it also yeah. includes Go- YouTube Red? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's tempting, because I, cr- I currently play $10.99 for Spotify, so if... yeah. If uh, I can get sort of the similar thing with Google Play. Yeah, Google Play is so good, man. Interesting. I'll have to check it out. I'll have yeah. to check it out because I might convert. And also it takes ads off of YouTube, right? Yep. Yep. Ooh. Ad-free. That's tempting. That's big. That's good stuff. Uh, the Russo brothers this week also talked about how Civil War, Captain America Civil War, is likely to have up to three post credit scenes. That's the most we've gotten so far, right? <laughs> yeah. Like they were saying, um, they're, they're trying not to, to give away that they're going to have like a few of them. They're trying not to give away what's going to be in it. They're trying not to hint at what's coming in the future, like who's going to be in what, whatever. But they're saying like, don't leave your seats until yeah. it's completely done. Because <laughs> there's, there's going to be – or the, he, he's saying there's going to be um, – there could be up to – one, two, or even three post-credit scenes. There could be so many post-credit sequences in this because there's so many characters that have movies coming out. Oh yeah, in a few years. Obviously, Infinity War is Spider-Man. the big thing to be teased. Spider-Man's Black a big Panther. Thing Black Panther. Uh, I guess any, obviously, any of the Avengers. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's uh, that's a big deal. We could get a look at. I mean, Doctor Strange upcoming. There might mm-hmm. be a hint at. There could be a hint at what's coming for Thor. Like, just go revisit. Like, what was Thor doing this whole time? Oh, yeah. he was doing. Oh, oh. I always like for them to tie it to the movie. Yeah, that we're currently watching. I, I kind of find it out of place when they throw a post credit sequence on for something that doesn't make sense. Uh, at least, like, if it, if it's Thor, I'd like him to be like. My friends are fighting on Earth, but I can't go because of this. <laughs> you know, yeah, like <laughs> because of this huge ordeal. They called for my help, but it's, I, I cannot help. Alas, I cannot. And yeah, for, I am stopping the end of the universe. <laughs> right? That seems to always be his thing. Like everybody else is like, "Oh, let's save this city or the country <laughs> or this planet." He's like, "I'm saving all of the realms of existence." Yeah. You calm, calm, from New York or from down. London, rather. Calm down, rest of the Avengers. <laughs> I still don't fully understand the realms thing. Uh, I wish we could get a good response on the realms thing because sometimes when they talk about it, I feel like it's the realms are just different parts of space. And sometimes when they talk about it, it seems like the nine realms are different. The way different that the way that it looks realms. when they lined up is it looks like different planes of reality. It does, but I don't know that that's accurate. And so, because uh, like when you look at the world tree holding up the nine realms, they're just planets. Okay, and but they could be, uh, yeah. It just seems like are, there would be more than nine realms. Is are, are nine realms just the ones that the Bifrost reaches? And there's more realms than that. Is uh, is Xandar a realm? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> what, what's going on out there? Xandar and nowhere and all that stuff in the Guardians of the Galaxy. It, it, it seems like um, when Loki came back, he said, "I've been, I've seen more than you you've ever seen. I've been to places you don't know about." Yeah, which sounds like where Thanos lives. Which is also seems like it's close to the Xandarian, like that whole war happening, um, because we know Ronan went to see him. Um, so all of this is happening. I just don't know. I, I don't know how the realms fit in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that is it's, all part it's of the cosmic versus mystical versus like how does yeah. how does all of this work together? I'd be totally fine if they just said uh, Asgard exists in a separate plane of existence from Earth, and maybe other planets can also exist in the same realm as Asgard. Yeah. Uh, but. Can we go there from here by spaceship, or do we have to travel <laughs> through a uh, some sort of Bifrost or whatever to? Get I mean, to you know, the just... suggestion that they make in the first Thor movie is that the Bifrost is just an Einstein Rosen bridge, which would link two points in space. Right. So obviously, or I mean, by that by that theory, it would just be a point in space really far away. Like, yeah, that's 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 good. Uh, I mean, that's be, good logic. It could be that the realms are different galaxies. That's absolutely possible. And Guardians of the Galaxy is you know it's ours. It's, it's in our galaxy. Yeah. And it, does that mean that Asgard connects more with Earth? Is the Earth Midgard our galaxy, or is it Earth? Because I always have the impression question. that it's a Earth. I don't know. Just just these are that's, questions I have. I mean, you're basing. You're basing a a really big question off of very um, little comments. Off of <laughs> you're basing a really big question off of a comic book that was based on mythology from people who thought that a guy turned himself into an eight-legged horse to distract a different horse. Right, right, right. That's fine. I'm just saying <laughs> this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe and up till now they've tried to talk about science or magic is just science we don't understand yet, all that shit. Yeah. Um, so if that's the case, where's the science? What? It, where, what I how just does don't it understand it yet. I want to know how the science And obviously... They can't explain it to you yet because they don't understand it Ant-Man's yet. suit is magic, of course, because he doesn't destroy the Earth when he shrinks down so small. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I digress. I just... The, the theory that I have behind that is just that when the Pym Particle takes out the empty space, it also reduces the mass. That's not what they say, though. That's not what they say, but that's the headcanon <laughs> that I work with. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, uh, all right, not to get on this. I actually, I sat down to lunch today with uh, Dave and his girlfriend, Dave from DC On Screen. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I was getting uh, flustered about Ant-Man. 
and how I think it broke you the keep cinematic doing universe. That. It kind of broke the cinematic universe. It didn't. He can't fall and break tiles with his 200 pounds of mass, which I know mass isn't uh, measured in pounds, but whatever. The, the amount of mass, given his gravitational pull, would be about 200 pounds, strikes a spot on the floor and cracks tile. That makes sense. But would it also be able to ride an ant? No. <laughs> All right. Someone get Dave had an idea today of maybe somewhere on the suit he can switch on or off whether he's using his mass or using his size. He turns on his gravity when he wants to. Something to that effect. And I was like, that's bullshit, but at least it would like give me It if, would do something. If he had like some sort of mass regulator on his suit, I'd it would it would make Wait, me Wait, did you happy. say a regulator? I don't know what you're talking he's about. He's got a regulator on his belt. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mess with the regulator. That just regulates his size, though. I know, I know. But it may be... May be it could also... It could also regulate, uh, yeah, how much of his mass he is using at a given moment, which would allow him to act as a bullet when he needs to, but fly on a butterfly when he needs to. These are things I wonder about at night. <laughs> this is what keeps you up at night. Let's move on. Wow. Okay. So, last real big thing that I have uh, for this week is that there is a contest... Or, well, not a contest. It's a. It's really a donation. You support the um, the Boys and Girls Club of a certain. Here it is, Lake Stevens Boys and Girls Club. When you make a donation on omaze.com/slash Chris, and you support the Boys and Girls Club, you have the opportunity, the chance, to spend a day with Chris Pratt. And just know, we're telling you about this for charity's sake, because if not, I would keep it to myself so less people have the opportunity to see Chris. I want to see right. Chris. I want to see Chris, too. So Omaze.com you guys Chris. are lucky that I'm giving you this information and not hoarding it to myself. <laughs> um, you can be his comrade for the day, take a backstage tour visit of the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 set, and have lunch with Chris Pratt. Like That'd be pretty amazing. It's a kind of a big deal. But only one person gets to do it. And it's for charity, so it's not like you're buying something and getting entered into a contest. You donate money to support this cause, or to support this, this Boys and Girls Club, and you have the chance of being greatly rewarded. Yeah, I would love to spend a day with Chris Pratt. I would, too. He's, he's just a, he's a swell guy. Plus, he could give me his dieting tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, man. I gave to charity for this. No, man, he, he gave to... dieting tips on, on the web. Yeah. He was talking about everything that he did. It was just be unhappy for a while. Yep. And that's that's hard to do. It is hard to do. It's hard well, to just be unhappy. We're working on it. Oh, man, I've got like this great shoulder definition <laughs> rocking right now. Nice. Sir, man. My, that's great. These guns coming in. Yeah, get it. <laughs> I got asked uh, by our, the maintenance guy in our building when I was leaving uh, a couple of days ago. I was walking out, and I was carrying my gym bag, and he was like, do you work out? I was like, I mean, most days, yeah. He's just like, and he says to me, he's like, how'd you get those big old guns? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I'm just naturally a big guy. You know, <laughs> kind of a thing. That's great. It was real funny. Anyway, it's all the news I got for let's this talk, week. Let's talk about some feedback. Talk about feedback. Feedback, you say? I do. Oh, yeah. Also, um, real quick, just going to throw this in there. Uh, in the slideshow this week, there are going to be set photos from next week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. called Watch Dogs. So be on the lookout for that. All right, so general feedback. Let's see. First on the list, we got... Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, so I was just wondering if you all think the Luke Cage series will touch on how the Hulk broke Harlem. Might be interesting if they talk about how everyone talks about the Avengers incident, but never about what happened years before in Harlem when Hulk and Abomination fought. I think a good writer, not me, wink emoticon, could sum that up into a throwaway line. Yeah, absolutely. That would be great. Uh, yeah, I guess they've never in the Netflix series thus far mentioned... Nobody's ever specifically mentioned Harlem. Right. And I think it would be really great considering uh, the the current political climate, how the people of Harlem could say, like, yeah, the Avengers incident happened, whatever, New York, whatever. But before that, we got screwed over bad. 
real bad. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Um, and that, nobody cared. It is sort of weird that in that uh, in that Civil War description, when Thunderbolt Ross in the commercial is saying, "D.C., New York." Yeah, I, I, I suppose you could say there might have not even really been a death toll in that. It was a much smaller battle than the other battles, but. They, like, they did break Harlem. They were going through buildings, like several holes through several buildings. Were they? I guess I haven't seen that in a while. No, you're, like, there, was, there was the point where uh, the Abomination kicked the Hulk, and he went through, you heard like, doo, goo, 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 oh, goo, wow. through buildings. And then he went crawling up that building, like smashing holes in it to climb up it. And that's when Ross was like, help him, help him, use that thing, damn it. He's like, which one? I don't know. Help, which one do I help? Help the green one. Cut the other one in half. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, uh, I guess I don't really remember that fight very well. It just seemed like it was mostly contained to a street brawl, which is what the Hulk was trying to do, was trying yeah. to bring him down and contain the Keep fight. Keep it to... in a small area. Yeah. But he broke Harlem. Yeah, they still broke Harlem. He's <laughs> like kind of a big deal and then when he was running at the end he was jumping from building to building and we saw in the avengers he can't jump from building to building without putting holes in it i do think that in uh <laughs> in in luke cage we're gonna get flashbacks for yeah. sure because i think we're gonna get a uh, backstory for luke cage yeah obviously uh, and maybe we'll get flashbacks to that time period be, it'd be awesome if he like saw on a TV this all going on, or he was there. <laughs> like, yeah, or if really like fun. he was running out to like uncover buried people, like trying right. to help them out. Oh yeah, we've talked about that in the past. How it'd be amazing if they did a flashback and showed what Spi- like what Spider Man was doing during yeah, Battle yeah. of New York stuff. Like, I would love to see some like a completely different perspective. Yeah, from the street level, absolutely. Ah, uh, that would be so good. That that's they <laughs> they need to make movies that are not prequels or sequels they need to make them equals <laughs> just told from a different perspective right that's funny it would be great <laughs> it would be awesome um next up russell matthias fur says to us on facebook hey guys recent listener and loving every second so far even played a lot of your back episodes reason being aside from all in all a great podcast you guys make great theories about what's what and possibly why me and my wife are major nerds, her more than me in some areas, comic books being one of them. And me and her daily will just make theories and well-formed guesses, at least we think so, wink emoticon, about things to come or things we have just a little info on in the MCU and it shows. We're on episode 9 on Daredevil, another sitting maybe 2 and we'll be finished. Keep up the good work. Wish I could be a part. As in real life, she works solo overnight, seven days a week, and I'm six to seven days a week daily as a carpenter. Not a whole lot of nerds around us. Thank God we have each other, though. Smile emoticon. Yeah, I agree, Russell. And you are a part of it. That was you being a part of it. So thank you. You just made yourself a part in. of it. And feel free to call in, too, and like be audio on here. Um, we do accept audio. We do. We do. We've got a few for Daredevil. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. We do. We do. We do. Um, we can't listen to them yet because they're for future episodes. Yep. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I pressed play, and I was mindlessly just pressing play on one of the voicemails, and he said, uh, this is for episode eight, and I didn't hear it. And Jeff was like, turn it off! Turn it off! <laughs> I didn't want it. I didn't want to be spoiled. I've already been spoiled by news. Uh, Comic Book Resources does this this article called Comic Reel mm-hmm. every week or every couple of days where they, like, aggregate all of the news that's come in during the week and like throw in some extra stuff and just kind of like run it down in bullets and i was like oh like i i check those frequently because sometimes there's small things that are in there that weren't in normal articles yeah and i'm running through this one today and it talks about daredevil and something happens where something gets revealed and i'm like what no why did you stop it that's a bummer. It was I so really infuriating. Hate. Yeah, it, it, doing these podcasts, sometimes we sacrifice our own uh, spoiler-free integrity. And this was a really, like, normally I don't care that much about spoilers. Right. But this one was really big, something we've been talking about. Do you know how far about. it is into the... I don't know. All right. Well, uh, that's a bummer. It's really frustrating. So let's keep going. Uh, Mr. Jeffrey James says to us on Facebook, just tweeted the link to this page to my 30,000 Twitter followers. That's insane, Jeffrey. <laughs> Why are you so famous? Stop. Stop. Um, don't stop. But like, No, please don't. That's awesome. I really, <laughs> really appreciate it. Uh, stop blowing my mind. We talked about it on the Daredevil cast, but it's a big week for us with Daredevil uh, because so many two people. two weeks for us. 
Yeah, yeah. So many people are, are watching Daredevil right now. It's a great week to pick up new listeners and new people to join the community over here. Uh, so thank you very much, Jeffrey, so much. I already told him on Facebook, but I want to do for sure thank you here on the cast. Thank you so much for sharing us, especially having so many followers and sharing us. That's, uh, that's a huge deal to us, I'm sure. I didn't know that we were followed by such a celebrity. I know. Me neither. <laughs> that's, that's real cool. Uh, blow my mind. Real, real cool. Thank you, Jeffrey. I didn't know that I shared a great name with such a great man. <laughs> can I butter him up a little bit more just before we move on? Yeah, you can. Quick. Okay. You are very special to me. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you, Jeffrey, for real. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> so Snake on, uh, on Twitter says to us at MCU cast, the Spider-Man suit in the trailer is supposedly real with only the eyes being CGI, but not sure if I'm buying that or not. I had not heard that. Is that. Have you heard that anywhere? I have not read anything about it. Interesting. So I'm not sure. All I know is that the Russo brothers were saying that that's the suit that they loved and that Kevin Feige loved and that there was such influence from Ditko and Ramita Sr. Like everybody loved it and everybody, all of the people on the internet that are, that are hating on it, that are already hating on Spider-Man, if they are hating on him. Right. Then it's because of this, like, four seconds of footage or whatever that they've seen, and that's that's not the whole story. They need to see the whole thing. They need to see the movie, and they're going to be surprised, and they're going to love him. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense that – no, it doesn't make sense that people would be mad about anything. Like, that was amazing. Why? Why? Right. Why are people being dumb? I do not get it. I do not get it. One um, might even say that was spectacular. <laughs> all those adjectives that is Spider-Man. Uh, well, that's all the feedback uh, for now, for, 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 now. for the pre-spoiler section. We're going to be going to the spoiler section shortly. But first, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you'd like to hear more about us, check us out at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, or just call us. Just call us and leave us a voicemail, yo, at 573-CAST-MCU, uh, and we will use it on the cast. The yo really drove it home thank for me. Thank you, thank you. And now, we're going to begin our spoiler section right after this. All right, time for it. You've we're had gonna, your spoiler warning. You've had your spoiler warning, uh, and you had the little 30-second ad to get it, get a, get moved moved away. Um <laughs> So uh, we're going to be spoiling episode 13 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season 3, parting shot in 3, 2, 1. Bobby and Hunter are gone. They're gone. They're just gone. What in the world? What in the world indeed? This episode pisses me off a lot for one major reason. They're gone. No. I'm actually excited about that. And here's why. Not because I'm dislike Bobby and Hunter. I think this show does better when it has less characters. That's fair. I think all of the Marvel shows. We've been covering Daredevil, and, and we, sit, we sit down and talk about an episode, and we're like, okay, what did, what did Foggy do? What did Karen do? What did Daredevil do? Those are the three things, three things that normally Occasionally matter. Occasionally there was, what did the bad guy do? Exactly. If there was some bad guy alone time. Exactly. And uh, most of the time there's not. Most of the time it's just our three main characters doing our three main characters' things. Yep. <clears throat> and it, it it makes for very clean storytelling, and a lot of times they tie together well. Uh, when you've got this many characters, I feel like they feel like they. Ha- <laughs> I feel like they feel uh, <laughs> like they have to include everyone in every episode. Yeah, and some of the strongest episodes we've seen have been when they're separated, like and Gemma on the on the on Maveth. Exactly, with, Gemma with Will. Gemma on Maveth. Was a, a very standalone story. She's the only perspective. Even once Will comes in, it's still told from her perspective yep. and trying to learn to trust him and everything. Yeah, she's our lens into that world. Yeah, and I, I'm excited to pair the pair the cast down a little bit. And I, I know they might bring in more more characters, but I would like to see a little more focused episodes. Well, what I'm thinking is likely going to happen is they've got these two human characters leaving. They're going to bring in more right. inhuman characters so that we get more powers. That's true. More stuff. Of course, even that. We, we brought in uh, – we had these two inhuman characters. Yo-Yo. Uh, Yo-Yo and, and Joey. Joey, who have been around, and they've been sent away. 
they haven't really been sent away. They've I mean, been allowed to leave and come back. Agreed. But they've been sent off the base. They're no longer there every week. So it, if we have them drop in for like a nice uh, Avenger, uh, secret, secret Warriors team-up episode or whatever, that'll be awesome. But we don't have to deal with, hey, what's Joey's storyline this week? What's yeah. Yo-Yo's storyline this week? And Lincoln this week was at, uh, at the Hub. Oh, yeah? That's right. They mentioned that. Um, and, and see, that even that's a problem. Like, where's Lincoln? We have to throw in a line. Yeah, to we have to mention Lincoln, that he's gone. Because uh, he's a main cast member. Like, so I'm excited, and I hope they don't make the mistake of adding more. Because I think I'm excited about the and – and I don't want them gone. I love Lance and uh, Bobby. I really do. Um, and I'm excited that they're getting their own show. Uh, but I think this show might do better without them. Because we can really focus on the other characters. Yeah. Still has way more than probably needed. <laughs> probably. But, you know what? I'm just, I'm really happy that it's white characters that are gone this time. Hey, that's true. They did get rid of a couple <laughs> white people. Um, <laughs> it's not that I'm happy that they're getting rid of white people. I'm just, I'm really happy that Mac didn't disappear. <laughs> and Mac's face at the end of this oh, episode broke my heart into a trillion pieces. Seeing a big man like that cry is always it hurts. kind of heartrending. It right? really yeah. is. So what happens when I cry? Yeah. Your heart gets rendered. I'm a different kind of big man though. Um <laughs> uh, so so yeah, I I I'm I'm excited I'm excited. I think it, I think it's a great move for the show. Okay, my problems with this episode. The part that pissed you off. Part that pissed me off. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> the <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. you've got dead diplomats yeah. in Russia killed by two Americans. Yeah. An American and a Brit, I guess. Um, foreigners. Two foreigners. Uh, and the president says, we're not going to let... I, I'm not going to... Someone has to be punished for this, and it's not going to be me. Which means, either America's going to take the blame, which is going to punish America. Yeah. Or they're going to disavow the agents, in which case they punish the agents... Yeah, who are just Americans who killed diplomats in Russia and who should, by all rights, be thrown in the gulag or whatever. Yeah. And then Colson makes some one line about releasing them would be the right thing to do, and the president's just like, you know, that's true. Let's let him go. <laughs> that makes no sense. No one was punished, which means he is punished. The whole point of his whole thing was some someone has to be punished. I have to show strength by punishing someone for this, or I am I look weak. Like that was his whole point. And then he was like, "All right, America wasn't involved, and these two people that killed two diplomats on our soil, we'll just let them go. It's all good, right? Because it was politically expedient for me. Like that doesn't <laughs> and as make long sense. as you promise that they can't come back to being Shield members." Yeah, that's not a that is a punishment. They did receive a punishment, but by all rights, they should be shot. They, yeah, the fact that Bobby wasn't immediately shot on sight kind of bugged me, because like she walked up and just gunned down this general. That's why she in immediately front threw of her, everybody threw her gun and put her hands up. She yeah. she surrendered, which I thought was awesome. I thought this episode should have ended with them on the run. Like maybe I don't know why. Like if Shield had secretly helped them escape. But it looked like it was their own doing. Like they escape. Maybe they had to beat up the pre- the president of Russia or something. Like, or, yeah. Like, well, what Phil had started with this whole like um, like go through the door, go right. You know, there's a guard there. You're gonna have to knock him down or whatever. Like, all of that would have made sense for them to be on the run in their own show later, doing the thing. Whatever. Or if like if like Mac and Fitz conspired to get them released, and then they get in trouble for it with. With uh, with with um, with 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 Coulson, like Coulson's, like they made their decision to to take the hit for the team, which means dying. Everything in this episode made it look like they're either going to die or go away to a Russian prison for a long time. Yeah, and then they just released them. Like it was the weirdest. They just choice. Them, they just cut them free, and they're going on to a show where they're called Most Wanted, where the whole point is they're supposed to be wanted. Why didn't they end this episode with them being wanted? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Unless they have another plan for them to be wanted for something else. In which case, why do this at all? <laughs> I am 
annoyed by this episode, as you can probably tell. Yeah. I loved most of the parts. The fighting in this episode was amazing. The villain. The villain was... Like, the spooky, scary villain. Such a cool power. Such a cool it power. It really is. And, like, that little tiny bit of them calling it, like, the dark force that right? he manifests ties us back into Agent, Agent Carter, Carter. Yeah. where everybody's like, oh, yeah, dark force. I know about, I know about that. That's right. I know about Dark Force because I watched Agent Carter. I'm informed. <laughs> so like, yeah, it was a great. You tie get in. that? Great tie-in. Small. So like, if you did, haven't seen Agent Carter, you're not lost. Yeah, it's like a it's like a nice nod to Agent Carter. Also, kind of a nod to season one of Agents of Shield. Oh, really? Because the, the guy, Dark Force there. Yeah, the guy that uh, that turned out all the oh, lights. Oh, right. He's using Dark Force. He That's has right. Dark Force. Um. I, I played D&D for the first time this week. Yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, Dark Force sounds like something that your character would have, like something on a character sheet. But he has Night Vision and Dark Force. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> dark Vision is a thing. You're right, Dark Vision. Dark vision. That's why I'm thinking Dark yeah. Force sounds like it. You're right, Dark Vision and Dark Force. <laughs> dark Vision, 60 feet. Yeah, I've my character's Low got light that. Vision, 120. Uh, I could be real nerdy right now and talk about my character sheet, but let's not. You want to talk about all of my character sheets from 3.5? I do not. Okay. I do not at all. You um, want to talk about the catfolk monk that I made? <laughs> uh, all right. Let's stop being that bad. <laughs> about the Goliath barbarian. <laughs> I made a dragonkin barbarian once. He cut people in half. Ooh. He stomped on him. Nice. He weighed like 500 pounds, but he's got huge leathery wings so he can fly, apparently. And one of his attacks was just to dive bomb people from the sky, just to fall on them. That's awesome. I didn't know you could make a dragon. That's fun. He's a dragon kin, technically. He's a humanoid yeah. dragon. Cool. All right. Back to <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before we lose every listener we have. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the listeners that have given us feedback. Please don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> Let's 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 stop stop using our own brains for a minute to for, for to choose topics because we're obviously gone off the rails. We're real bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> what what Brian Keegan have to say? Brian Keegan says to us on Facebook, "This is for Agents of Shield season three, episode thirteen. I love all caps this show, but this was by far the most boring episode in the last two seasons. Maybe it's just me, but that send off for Bobby and Hunter really turned me off." It seemed completely forced, campy, and over the top. I hope you guys can talk me out of this mindset. Maybe it's just that I plowed through Daredevil this week twice, and I'm expecting a higher level of TV programming for Marvel shows. Anyway, I hope the spinoff is damn good because I'm not sold. What? He watched Daredevil twice already? Twice already. I am so jealous! We are not even through it. We're trying to hold off so we can cast about them without watching it. It is ahead. taking so much restraint. Oh, it is. Uh, I'm so jealous, Brian. And so in, jealous. An inhuman amount of restraint. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know that we can really talk you, talk you off the ledge on this one, though. Um, just I, think about how much it tugged on your heartstrings to see Mac. Yeah, just, just broken up. He's so sad. Mac and Coulson, uh, seeing them sad really gets to me. Yeah. Uh, the rest Coulson's of them, the dad really. figure, and Max, the big burly strong man who can never yeah. cry figure. Yeah, yeah, they, they're both. Uh, and, and I just, I genuinely believe, and you said dad figure, and that's exactly it. I genuinely believe he loves his, he loves his agents. Yeah, Coulson does. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought, the, I thought the, the shots thing would have been fine if they tracked them down at some really seedy bar and they were on the run. Like, that would have been fine. Yeah, like, what bar was that? Were they still in Russia? It looked like they were in, like, an O'Charlie's. Like, it didn't look... (laughs) What if that was Josie's? What if they were in Josie's? (laughs) That would have been... See, that would have been amazing. Like, Foggy and and Matt are sitting in the background, and Matt's like, there's multiple armed men here. (laughs) I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to find out. That guy's really big. Oh, gosh. What if they'd tied Daredevil into this? That would have... Why don't they do that shit? I understand. You don't want it to be forced. Well, I mean, it's Marvel TV, so it, it makes more sense for that to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you don't want it to seem forced and overdone, but they could... Like, just as a straight-up advertising ploy, just, like, throw Daredevil... Have... Write the season so that a Daredevil episode fits right here, and you have to have them interact with Daredevil, and then, you know, a Daredevil commercial comes on... Like during during the breaks, like it just makes sense, and it would be awesome. <laughs> Promote your own products, come on! It would be amazing. Don't make me do your job for you. <laughs> uh, I just don't see why Although they don't they don't are. make those connections. 
Maybe they have bigger plans, Matthew. Maybe so. Hello, Maybe Matthew. So. Hello, Matthew. Um, <laughs> anyway. Hey, speaking of Matthew, speaking Matthew of Ryan Matthews. Cronin. <laughs> Matthew Ryan Cronin says to us on Facebook, I know I wasn't for the whole Marvel's Most Wanted spinoff episode, but that Spies Goodbye scene was just perfect. All the feels. Strange hand, chicken face emoticon. I think it's an okay. I know it says it's. I know what it means, but like, how do you say that? Like, okay hand emoticon, writers. Like, good job, writers. There you, that's the, you done good. Yeah. So I, I agree with him that the last scene could have was powerful. I even got a little choked up. Yeah. Uh, I really did. It's just the rest of the episode. The rest of the episode, and not even the rest. Everything before. That scene, I was really happy with. I really liked... I really liked the way that they shot it. The way that everything was edited together with the whole, like, we're in the present. Yeah. Now let's go back. Now you let's know do me. The thing, do the go back. I'm a sucker for nonlinear storytelling, so right. that was neat. Although it was, wasn't was used that well, I felt like. Because yeah. um, it seemed... It, it, the, the, a lot of times the best way to do that is to have a huge mystery. Like, oh my gosh, how did they get in that situation? But instead it just, to me, revealed that Bobby was going to shoot somebody at some point. I, I actually would have preferred not knowing that and her just making that call, that would have been more powerful to me. So I think that that took away some of the, some of the tension from this episode instead of adding to it. Um, if, if we, the first time we see them is in that they're in that holding cell is after all of that action. And then we have to see the arguments between Colson and the president and the prime minister and all that. I think that would have been a better episode. I, as much as I love nonlinear storytelling, I think they could have done without it. Um, but the, the fight Maybe. sequence in this was fantastic. Fantastic, um, especially with the the dark foreshadow version. Absolutely, I felt I felt watching this uh, like I was watching a big budget movie. I really did. That that one shot they did a, like a long a long shot in that uh, in that little hallway hallway where you've got the guy coming in from the walls and coming down from the ceiling and coming up from the floor, like just coming back off. and forth between him and or between Daisy and Bobby. Yeah, that was really cool. That was a really great scene. Yeah, really, really rad. And then, like when he, when they're like, "How are we supposed to fight this?" and he just picks her up and throws her into the ceiling and then dissipates. Like all of that was really cool. It was really great effects, really great cinematography. Just the writing in this episode was a little. It's just that one moment for me. That yeah. one moment is like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. A Russian prime minister cares about, uh, like, his image. He doesn't care about whether you actually fire those two agents. Yeah. They're not getting a paycheck anymore. Huh. I guess I won that one. Like, what's the... <laughs> I showed them. <sighs> Especially... Somebody in my cabinet died. Right? Well, I mean, the argument was made that his entire opposition was taken out. Agreed. So, but that like, doesn't give him any sort of political capital. I mean, they did him a favor, sure, sort of. But that just revealed indirectly when he said that. That just revealed that they were working for the Americans. I don't, I don't know. Colson, I did not see why whatever what Colson said would have at all convinced the prime minister to give uh, give them let them free. Just did not seem plausible to me at all. Yeah, and then. Shield is a secret shadow organization that doesn't exist. Yeah. So now they are soldiers that are their spies that are secret shadowy and not allowed to be a part of an organization that doesn't exist. I guess they're just saying based on that last episode that last scene that they can't be members of Shield cuz now they're on other spy networks radar and the Russians are following them cuz they kept showing that guy at the bar watching them. Yeah. I guess that's what well, they're saying. Le Hunter did say at one point, like, is there anywhere that you think we can go where we won't be followed? Yeah. So, I so, mean, I guess they're constantly being chased by Russians. But why didn't Russians... Russians had them. They could have just killed them or imprisoned them. I don't know. It's just a big waste of manpower. Yeah. To follow them around forever. They had them. They could have killed them or imprisoned them. And the American government was not saying anything otherwise. They were just going to let them go. So... It just, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. That's just a huge plot hole for me. <laughs> That's fair. Um, all right. Moving up. 
Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, so I think this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode will be polarizing, but I liked it for the most part. I thought the fight with the Inhuman General was interesting, though I wish we'd get to see him again because the power was fun and different. Uh, Good Lance and Bobby interaction. The ending had me hooked, even though I knew it was a tie-in. I think my only problem is that I do know it's a tie-in, and I wonder how much the whole Russia subplot will figure into the series as a whole. Also, most wanted better pick up or better get picked up or they just wasted a lot of money and potentially bothered a lot of fans with this episode. I would put this in the good, not great column, but I wonder if it had more impact for people who didn't know about Most Wanted, as they wouldn't have seen the ending coming from literally two weeks ago. Sometimes it's hard to remember that the average viewer probably isn't a huge fanboy who reads 100 articles, listens to podcasts, and keeps a spreadsheet for tracking projects. He then goes on to say, uh, I forgot to mention this before, but I did come to the conclusion that they had to do an episode like this. It explains to people who only watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and not Marvel's Most Wanted why Lance and Bobby are away from S.H.I.E.L.D. in case Most Wanted doesn't get picked up. The Most Wanted pilot will have to cover what moves them from unemployed to on the run. Yeah, which they could have just had happen by them being on the run at the end of this episode. Sorry, I'm not going to harp too much more on that. <laughs> I actually obviously had a, had a few issues. You, uh, you got some opinions there. I do think there's certain uh, strengths to... Not that I want anyone to stop listening to this podcast, but sometimes I find myself like, man, I wish I hadn't known that behind the scenes thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, because <laughs> I would not have known that Bobby and Hunt, but I, I, we had a few complaints uh, on our feedback these last couple weeks about they're really setting up this Bobby and yeah, uh, they're, they're telegraphing this pretty hard. That didn't bother me. I didn't even see them really doing it so much, uh, but... Obviously, this episode happened, and it's—I mean, if we didn't all know that they were starting a most wanted series, this would have just felt like a, it would have been heart wrenching to lose two very important characters, and it would have been, it felt sudden and interesting. Uh, <laughs> but to be honest, if I'd seen that happen, I would have been like, "Huh, I bet their contracts were up or something." <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's something behind the scenes that made. I bet that they're happen. probably working on something else, right? <laughs> Oh, man. I know. You know Marvel has them contracted for like 18 years. That's what <laughs> oh, they yeah. do. They're definitely for indentured. For like 20 bucks a month. Indentured servants over here. Um, <laughs> wh- so so what? anything else we didn't touch on this episode that you wanted to talk about? No. I mean, we've pretty much covered it all. Um, there was not a lot that happened this episode other than like neat fights, a weird story, and a really good send-off. Yeah. yeah I did love this. <sighs> I liked the spies goodbye idea. Yeah. Um, but I was just so fully annoyed. I even <laughs> like I finally got over it and started to feel the feels, but it would just took me a while because took too long to get there. Yeah, it did. All right. Well, uh, I think that's all for us tonight. Um, we are gonna we're gonna be with you tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day covering Daredevil. Um so we're gonna go do some work on that now probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys Uh, Please join us for that. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Have a great night. Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 